Doubtless, you might have that one relationship that you're just not on the same page with. Find out on this episode what the key is to getting united with another person. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. We're so glad you decided to join us in your busy schedule to pause and to spend time with our gang here. We have the all-male cast uh, this week, and we're talking about the key to unity. Unity is one of those fuzzy-wuzzy words, and what's what's better than having guys to talk about something fuzzy-wuzzy and not make it so fuzzy-wuzzy and to shave off all the, the fuzz there? That's shave, right. Shave, shave. No, 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 no fuzz. Not, no, no fuzz. All right. All right, we're going to Ephesians. Yeah. We're going to read the entire book of Ephesians. Do we have enough time for that? Mm. Uh, mm. It's an awkward silence. Please we're going to only so hit some high leader. parts, and we're going to have a word of prayer because I'm just feeling not united with you guys right <laughs> we need, now. We need this and we need the, We need yeah. Ephesians, and yeah. we need the prayer of the Holy Spirit. So, J- JT, can you pray for us? Yeah. Father in heaven, we pause in your presence. We thank you for the gift of your word and pray that you would unite us together, not just for the sake of ourselves, but for your glory. Um, may your spirit move upon us and give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Azrael, can you read uh, Ephesians 1, 9? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. It says, Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. There are a couple letters by Paul, the present letters, and each of them have a different motif. And it's very interesting. There's this one, like a book of the Philipp- or a letter to the Philippians. You have the word joy that's repeated over, over, over. Joy, 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 rejoice, joy, 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 joy. It seems like the one word that's repeated in Ephesians or the theme that's found in Ephesians is for unity. Always got the Lord Jesus bringing things together. Mm-hmm. Let's um, let's pick up uh, from chapter one and uh, let's read from chapter one. Verse 3, and I'll start there. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He he made us accepted in the Beloved. Verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound toward us with all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the pre- in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him." Hey, Sebastian, what's going on here chapter 1? There's just a lot. I mean, Paul has a, right. a funky way of writing, and there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff there, and then, and, it's, and then it's covered in cream cheese, and then it's, it's fried, and then put up more sauce on top. <laughs> and then when we distill, there's a lot of calories there, but there's a lot of good stuff there, a lot of yes. And uh, Sebastian, what's going on in chapter 1? Well, you start off in verse 3 with him saying that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. 
verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the mm -hmm. world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Yep. And then he jumps down again to go back to what we received in Christ in verse 10, that he says that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might yep. gather together in one all uh, things just read it. in yep. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so what's going on there? <laughs> so, so you're just looking at the fact that he's talking about everything that's coming in Christ and the uh -huh. things that are being brought together in Christ. Uh -huh. So he's, in Christ thing is, is repeated over and over again in this, this book, in him, in whom, in Christ, in him. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. So Paul is starting off by talking about things in heavenly places and things in earthly places and these things being gathered together mm. in Christ. So it's kind of like here you have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Jesus, mm -hmm. but then we're coming all the way down to the earth and he's like, well, he's bringing both of these things together in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, so Paul is showing that unity there. Mm -hmm. when, uh, Israel. So when, when God gave us his only begotten son, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, in Jesus, he gave everything. And that was the connection. That is the Jesus ladder that connects heaven and earth. Like in verse 3, I know we've read it now three times. But it says, it says there, it says, notice it says, Blessed be the God of our Father. It says, Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, heavenly places. is given in Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's like what he's saying there is that everything that is a blessing that exists in heaven, mm -hmm. if like blessings were furniture, It'd be the sofa, it'd be the rugs, it'd be the lamp. It, everything that exists in heaven, mm -hmm. every single thing that exists in terms of blessings mm -hmm. was given to humanity, was given to us. And the shipping container in which we received those blessings, the box that contained all of that was Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so here we find, you know, uh, Jesus Christ has a monopoly. He is the only way in which heaven intersects, interacts, connects yeah. with the earth. That's 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 the way. Well, I, I love it in verse nine, or verse ten, that he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on in earth. He's connecting heaven and earth here. He's he's one of the he's probably the only person who's in heaven and earth. And, and I'm thinking all through the Bible characters here and, and making sure that's right. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's he's bringing the blessings of, and, and connecting these two. He's the uniter of all uniter. Yeah. You you. Mm -hmm. you Unitations. Uni unitations. <laughs> yeah, and he Not does a word. this. He does this in himself yes. because he in his is person. in his very yes. person because he is God yes. and he is man. So yes. he has brought heaven and earth together yeah. right. in himself. And if you think about all of, uh, as you talk about the latter, Jesus as this conduit mm -hmm. between heaven and earth, where all yeah. the blessings come in him. Mm -hmm. Paul says that our inheritance comes through him. Mm -hmm. Daniel says that when we inherit the kingdom and the restoration of all mm -hmm. things, it comes through him. It's given to Jesus first and it comes through him to mm -hmm. all of his people. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that's worthy, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, Paul him, starts off strong here. I mean, he's like the universe is coming together, but his yeah. point is not really to talk about that first. I mean, he's getting to what, what, what really needs to be united is the focus yeah. coming up later. And, and not Israel. only, because it's important for us to know here real briefly, not only is heaven coming down, but earth is it's going up. up. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus comes and he fulfills his earthly ministry and God gives him to us, then he takes Jesus back up. And in taking Jesus back up, he's now adopting human nature, humanity mm -hmm. into the very bosom of divinity. And so mm -hmm. not only does Jesus connect heaven with earth, but he connects also earth 
with heaven. And heaven. so the, the value of Jesus is significant because he holds a monopoly on unity. Without mm-hmm. Jesus, unity is impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to chapter 2 where he's going to get now examples of now this greatest uniter having examples of bringing this into more micro examples. Go to chapter 2, verse 11 through, let's do 11 through 14. And Sebastian, can you read that for us? Yes. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. And verse 14, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition. Okay, so mm. chapter 1, heaven and earth coming together. Mm. It's a, it's a ver- vertical. And then now in chapter 2, and he's talking about in verse 14, chapter 2, verse 14, both being made one. And then what are these two sides being brought to- together here? Jared? Well, you've got Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles. Right? Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that before where you have this... Uh, two different cultures, two mm-hmm. different ethnicities, two different practices. Mm-hmm. You have the privileged Jews who were called by God, who received the oracles. Um, and then you have the Gentiles and all of their different customs and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, these are almost kind of like oil and water. Yeah. These, these groups did not connect. They did not come together. And mm-hmm. God is saying here, uh, in Christ, I'm going to bring those who are near and also those who are far, and I'm going to create Mm-hmm. One body. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, the circumcision and circ- uh, circumcision, and in verse 14, there's a middle wall of separation that's separating these people. Mm-hmm. The question is today, we don't really have Jew and, I mean, there are political issues going on, but mm. are there similar analogs today where different groups of people just can't get along? And how does yeah. Christ help us? Israel. Um, well, the way in which Jesus helps us is that he breaks off anything, he breaks off the impossibilities. He takes he takes impossibility out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, so you had a situation where oil and water, right? Those things they are impossible to mix. You have a situation where two people, two two countries, two types of philosophies cannot mix. It is impossible. The barriers are too big. Mm-hmm. And so what Jesus does is he takes away the impossibility and makes what was once impossible, he now makes it possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus it's like that is the one defining factor of Jesus. That is what he does. That's in the nature of Christ. That's in his mission. He brings things together. He brings heaven and earth together. You change the application. He's still the conduit. Jesus is a conduit. What he does for heaven and earth, he does for human to human. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. I, I saw an Instagram picture just the other day, and it was of a wedding picture. And you had all these couples together and you had every color of the rainbow and a number of different ethnicities there. And I was just thinking, you know, it's pretty cool. Globalization and multiculturalism um, has brought a lot of people, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're, as you're talking about this, Israel, you know, globalization only goes so far. And in many ways, it only exacerbates the conflicts that exist. Mm-hmm. In other words, this, this type of unity across ethnic lines you can go and eat, you know, ethnic fusion food or yeah. whatever. You have couples from two different ethnic backgrounds that are married and having children. Right. But in the globalized world, 
in many times we're seeing enhanced conflict and very sharp and pointed disagreements. Mm. So this is this can't just be a purely social construct that solves sure. these problems. Yeah. Strong sure. insight. And I, and I think it's dealing with what you're talking about, like these different cultures coming together despite the these particular fundamental differences that exist between them. Globalization provides kind of a band-aid, right? It's kind of like this soft, like, oh, guys, let's have tolerance but it's not true unity, sure. right? It's just like, let's coexist, right? You've seen that bumper sticker where it has like the different symbols of the different religions and it spells out coexist. coexist. <laughs> you know, it's, it's essentially trying to address the fact that let's tolerate each other, but we're not necessarily unified. We're not mm -hmm. coming together. As Paul is talking about, a complete wall of separation yeah. has been removed. And, yeah. and the impossibility, I'm starting to see more and more. I never thought about it until Jared mentioned it. I come from, I, my, my marriage is a mixed marriage. You know, I'm Mexican, my wife's Korean. And we love each other. I mean, that's why we got married. I hope so. And, and, in, and, and in our home, in our home, there is tolerance, you know. Well, we want to hear more about your marriage here. Hold that thought, Israel, and stay tuned. And after the break, we'll hear more insights about Israel's marriage. Welcome back. Israel, your marriage. Yeah, my marriage. So <laughs> I, was, I was talking before the break um, I come, I come from a mix. I come, I come from a mixed marriage. And you are Mexican and she is? And my wife's Korean. North or South? <laughs> your They're my, my peoples, yes. Okay. And so, mixed where, marriage. Yeah, wherever, wherever you're from. You know, she's, that's, uh, are you from North or South? New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, okay. so, and, and so, you know, in, in our marriage, even though, um, you know, the love that we have for each other mm -hmm. is greater than our love for our nationality, where mm -hmm. we come from. There's something that's interesting, as, as you were talking about, I was processing quickly in my mind. It, it would seem in a, in, a, in, a, you know, in a very superficial way that the one thing that I would want for my wife, out, you know, theoretically speaking, not really, but the one thing that I'd want, we would want for each other is like, dude, this would be perfect. Like the greatest gift I would give my wife or my wife would give me is for us to allow them to give them citizenship into our culture. Right. I would want my wife to understand the Mexican traditions and to take her to Mexico and for her to be accepted by. But no matter how much I do that or no, no matter how much she does that for me, I could never be a Korean. Mm -hmm. She could never be a Mexican. Mm -hmm. These are impossibilities. And so what oh. Jesus does is he comes and it is only through Christianity. It is only through the medium of Christ mm. that that which is otherwise impossible in unity becomes possible. That's a very deep point because, you know, I, I love the fact of how you describe that, which is it's true. It's like you're never going to get the Korean card. It's like at the fundamental levels like you weren't born in Korea, your parents are not Korean. And therefore trying to build unity on something that fundamentally can never be changed, yeah, right, impossible. in terms of who you are, yeah. the profundity of that Jesus steps in, and now you and your wife, despite those differences, can now find a unity in a greater place right. that you could not have found if we just looked at it from a cultural standpoint and said, yeah. hey, let's celebrate Korean food and Mexican food and do these traditions, but it's like we're not unified, we're just sharing. Yeah. But Jesus actually brings real unity. Yeah, and as a, as a point of illustration, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse... Um, 15, it talks about creating in himself one new person from the two. This is something that you, you have done in your house with your children. Yeah. You're creating a, 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 you know, a new entity together. That's what God wants to do 
with all of the ethnicities of the world, not yeah. losing our own individu individuality and what he, who he's created us to be, um, but leaving off those things which aren't in harmony with his will and coming together. And he uses in verse 18 this illustration, I'm sorry, in verse... 20... Where is it? Two. 22. Thank you. And 21. He, he describes the church in whom, in Jesus, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Mm. So he's referring to his children as like building materials, right? Yeah. This is tight integration, brick on brick, united together for a purpose, and that's mm -hmm. the indwelling corporately of the Holy Spirit. You know, what I love is actually chapter 2, verse 13, it talks about the blood of Christ. And in just in, in, in concert with what you guys are saying, that, you know, I'm Korean, and when I see another Korean who may not be a Christian, I may be more genetically connected with that person, mm. or I am genetically connected with that person, Yes. but he's saying here that even though we have all these genetic differences and different cultures, that in the blood of Jesus, that if there's someone who is not Korean, and genetically, I mean, this guy and I are totally different, yeah? But in the blood of Christ, we have more uh, it's, uh, in, in common because the blood of Jesus flows through us mm -hmm. than me uh, with someone of my own, my own, my, my kinsman or countryman or whatever right. you call it. That's right. Awesome. And so he's creating a new genetic identity, if you will. Stronger bloodlines. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus who unites heaven and earth, genetics is yeah. nothing for him. He right. creates a new That's culture. And, yes. and, and so the, I think the, the, the emphasis of Christ is not for cultural unity, for me to learn how to get along with a Korean or with a Caucasian or with, you know, whoever. That's not the purpose of what Jesus is trying to right. do. He's saying, look, I will create a new culture. And so, you know, when... when, when Transformation, yeah, recreation, yeah, start we're from the break bottom up, yes. not just and, hanging out with each right. other. Yes. And so there, there is no more tolerance because you become one with each right. other. And so we have the issue, like when, when you were mentioned with our kids, that's exactly what happened. I, you know, I come from a very strong traditional background. My wife comes from a very strong traditional background. But when we came together, we said we want our kids to have both, to, gra to identify. I don't want my kids to be, oh, I'm half Korean, half Mexican. I'm like, no, you're fully Mexican and you're fully Korean and you're fully American. And so Jesus mm. comes and he doesn't, his job is not to bring together, but to break down and to build a new. Mm -hmm. And so he, mm -hmm. he creates a new culture. Mm -hmm. culture oh, no, no, let's move to 4.4, four, which talks about this one new identity that is being created. Chapter 4, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. And Brax, can you read that for us? Yes. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So with this new culture, this new unity, and that's not treat each other with loneliness and da, 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 da. Okay, keep going. He says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Yeah, so what's the theme there? It's pretty obvious what the theme right. is there. <laughs> one, 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 is one, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, so chapter one, heaven and earth, boom. Chapter two, different cultures, boom. And chapter three talks about the mystery of this all, which is kind of the apex we skipped over. Chapter yeah. four, now it's about, you know, well, let's keep going. Uh, Jared, chapter four, verse seven through nine. 
Yeah, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Actually, let's skip to verse 11 after that. Okay. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so now the Paul's getting pretty practical here. We've gone like yeah. super wide, kind of getting a little bit more real. Now we're getting super into the church. You know, the Holy Spirit is, gives us uh, spiritual gifts. Jared, what what is the purpose and how does this work within the church? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Every, everybody has these different gifts. And mm. He's, he's lift, listing these differentiations. Teaching, pastoring, right? prophecy. Mm -hmm. But they should all work together for the building of the church, the strengthening of the ministry, the communication of the gospel. And just another interesting way because, the, 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 as, as Sebastian read, there's one Holy Spirit. Mm. But that Spirit is manifested in all of these differentiations, which all work together for one. Mm -hmm. So it's... It, it's Different but the same. Mm. You know, it's it's individuals but together. Mm -hmm. It's a differentiation of gifts, but it's one purpose in ministry mm -hmm. in Christ. And you know, um, also what you notice here that Paul kind of brings out in verse 13 is that there's a time limit to the gifts, mm. right? The, there's an end to the gifts. Not and he still. says, until we all come to the unity of the faith mm. and of the knowledge of the Son of God. The word till suggests that the Ephesians are not necessarily in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, mm -hmm. but that the purpose of Jesus giving gifts, spiritual different gifts, it's like, man, Jared has the gift of growing an amazing beard, right? I do not. Oh, and I'm not sure that's a spiritual <laughs> gift, though. I think it's a spiritual well, gift. Well, it's a gift of Barnabas, bro. <laughs> so it's like taking, taking the fact that Jared has specific gifts in Israel and Justin and myself, and as we're exercising those gifts, it is bringing the four of us and each and every person that's a part of that community exercising those gifts into a unity of the faith, first of all, what we believe in our trust in Christ and in the knowledge of Jesus as a person. Mm -hmm. Israel. God, has only, God, God only has one purpose, you know, for us. His goals, you know, like when we have kids, we like, man, we want our kids to be a doctor. We want them to be an athlete. We want them. We have so many different goals for them. God has one goal for us mm -hmm. and it's and is expressed here in verse 13. The, you know, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's what I want for you. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's all I care about. I don't care if you get, you know, uh, anything else. I just want the fullness of the stature of the measure of the stature of the mm -hmm. fullness of God. And so he's saying for this, for this to accomplish this, I will do everything. I will invest. I will bring heaven down. I will bring humanity up. I will create a new culture. This is, I will allow you to, not allow you, but I will create marriage. The mm -hmm. institution of marriage is not so that we... You well, know, let's, let's go there because yeah. in chapter 5, he delineates all these micro-relationships. We're going super wide and getting, you know, uh -huh. uniting the heaven and earth, uniting cultures, yeah. uniting the church. Mm -hmm. right. Now we're going into chapter 5, verse 22, talking to wives. Chapter 5, verse... 25, he's talking to husbands. Mm -hmm. Chapter 6, verse 1, he's talking to children. Mm -hmm. Chapter 6, verse 5, he's talking to servants, bond servants. And chapter 6, verse 9, he's talking to masters. This is pretty much every relationship out there, yeah, you know? Right. And, and just and if it's not, then fill in the blank. It's probably in this category in some way. Yeah. He's uniting individual Everything. relationships. And now. you know yeah. what's kind of profound? It took me back to my business law class where uh, my professor, the very first day of class, said something that has changed my I mean, completely radicalized my view of law. 
she says the purpose of law is to govern relationships. Mm. So it's like if there is a relationship that exists, once there's an other, there must be a law to govern that relationship between those individuals. So when you get down to this minute level of husband and wife, it's like he's going granular from the heaven and earth. There's like mm. there's even laws that relate to heaven and earth that govern that relationship. Now we're getting down to the same laws govern this husband and wife relationship, mm. the yeah. parents and the children, the masters and the bond servants to show you that God wants unity just like the body has organs, but he also wants it on a cellular level, mm -hmm. on a molecular level. Like mm -hmm. he wants it on every single piece, this unity, which is built upon greater unity, which is based upon greater unity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all this is united and it makes, it's just a sobering thought yeah. that if there is a relationship that we say, you know what, we can't get along. It's not about even getting along. We can't even be united on. Mm. And we're both Christians. We're basically implicitly saying that Jesus, you can't unite us. Mm. And it goes reverse. You can't unite the church. You can't unite uh, cultures. And really, yeah. you didn't unite heaven and earth. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, that's the a theological really, wow. statement that we're making. Yeah. We can't get along yeah. with the person next to us. Wow. If I can say it this way, uh, as we're talking, unity to me is a plant. And the seed that produces that plant is the image of God. Mm. And so if the plant is not growing, it's because you or I or both do not have the seed of God. Like in chapter 5, therefore be imitators of God. It always comes back to the imitation of Jesus being mm -hmm. Christ-like. Mm -hmm. If the seed of Christ-likeness is implanted in each of us, then the plant that will grow is a plant of unity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how about you, but I really, really more than ever want to be like Jesus in all of my social interactions. I want Jesus not to help me get along with other people, but to recreate me from the bottom up. I know from my, my dudes here, they're all nodding here. Israel's kind of <laughs> nodding. Uh, nodding. But we need this for all of our marriages. We need it for all our children. We mm -hmm. need this for all of our, our, our work relationships. Yeah. And how many of you out there really want Jesus to be recreated in every relationship that you have? Whether it's heaven and earth, whether it's different cultures, whether it's in the church or within your own family. I want to really invite you. Hey, say a prayer to the Lord. We're going to really get, get, get uh, hunkered down here and, and try to be more like Jesus by God's grace over here. And, but we want to invite you guys to be part of this heaven-connected earth reality. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse.